Peace, everybody. Welcome to the Vital Hoops Podcast. My name is Fernando Cardenas, aka International XB, and I'm your host. This is episode number 10. And I'm hyped today. I'm hyped because I got my brother Boca Floja in the house. You know what I mean? This brother is of Afro-Indigenous descent, and he's a hip-hop pioneer. He has performed extensively for over 20 years and uh in around in in more than 35 different countries he does literature photography filmmaking boca floja has been featured in pbs npr afropunk and okay player just to name a few and um he's um he was born in mexico city and he currently lives in georgia but he's actually joining us from cairo right now egypt um you know from Quilombo Arte, Sociedad Cimarrona. Boca Floja, welcome to the Vital Hoops podcast, my brother. How you doing? Thank you, thank you, brother. Uh, all good, all good. I'm, I'm actually on a little vacation. Man, that's, good. that's amazing, man. I, w- I want to thank you, man, for that, for, you know, for taking the time to, you know, rock with us for a little bit, man, because you, you're all the way out in Cairo right now, huh? Absolutely, yeah, no, my pleasure. It's all love, yeah. man, you know, we're family. That's dope, man. I appreciate you, brother. So, so, so listen, let's start by, I wanted you to tell me a little bit about, you know, your relationship with basketball, man. Cause I see you, I see you on Instagram. You got a, you got a little jumper. So I know you, I know you got a little basketball in you, man. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about basketball, man. What's up with you and the game? Yeah, of course. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been a, a fan of basketball in general since I was very young. No and also, I started. I started playing like when I was uh, thirteen. Okay. And I continued playing until uh, my college uh, years. So I, I played college in Mexico City for like the first year and a half. Oh, that's dope. And then I just uh, uh, transitioned more into uh, my music and yeah. other artistic forms. But I, I've always been a, a, a fan of, of basketball and. And till today, you know, I'm, 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 I play with my son, and I'm, I'm, no doubt, you know, more for like entertainment, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Did you, did you play like when you were in high school before college? You were, st- you were in Mexico, or were you in the states? Yeah, no, I, w- I was in Mexico. I okay. was in Mexico uh, all the time, and I was playing. That was like my, I guess, like my, my basketball prime. I guess, like the, the no last doubt. year of high school, I was like really really into it like practicing like three times a day i was really into it yeah yeah no doubt that's dope man that's amazing all right okay man so listen so you do a lot man you do you know filmmaking music yeah photography you know what i mean literature so yeah how do you man how do you take all that really and connect it or how does that fit into you know the, the hip-hop culture or how do you um, make it all, bring it all together or not, you know, I don't know, you know, yeah. but how, how do you, how do you bring all that together? And also, uh, like a second part of the question, how does, how has hip hop, the culture shaped you as a person and as an artist as well, you know? Yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, hip hop, hip hop lives in me, you know, it's, it's part of my, of my essence as a human being is part of my subjectivity in several aspects so everything i do mm-hmm. uh, artistically somehow some way is uh, uh deeply impacted and inspired and connected by 
by hip hop as 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 a language as a as a lifestyle as a as a you know uh, knowledge process so <clears throat> I, i was very young when i started to connect with with hip hop culture as well so the the, the more i get uh, old and you know i i start producing in different uh, artistic uh, manifestations i think that hip hop still like of course present one way or the other you know and, and i i guess like all my my artistic production is is yeah. connected in one no way doubt. or the other you know so hip hop no is there yeah and and you could tell really truthfully you know that's why i asked you because i could tell you know when i watched the documentaries you know as a hip hop of myself i could tell you know i could tell that the the culture is there you know what i mean uh so yes. that's yeah so that's yeah really yes. yeah Yeah, yeah through Thank through what through whatever it is yeah no doubt man so through whatever it is that you do really you can you can tell you can feel the culture and that's what i really that's how that's why i really one of the reasons why i really enjoy your art man and and what you do because you know as a hip hopper you know i feel i feel the culture so i just i just think that's really dope man um so you 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 touch a lot on um on the african diaspora in latin america you know and that's yeah that's that's a subject that's real uh dear to to my heart you know what i mean because myself as being part of that diaspora you know as an afro cuban um yeah. you know it's always a very interesting subject you know it's a very interesting yeah. subject and you know um we, we've talked about this a little bit uh privately but you know i wanted to touch on on a couple things because you know a lot of um you know i wanted to touch a little bit on latinidad you know and and just Um how do you feel you know there's a lot of there are a lot of brothers and sisters in in Latin America and even the Caribbean that you know that that don't that identify um solely as Latinos you know and they they don't want they don't necessarily want anything to do with being afro descendants even when they are and uh or or african for that matter you know so i guess my question could be why do you think that is i know that's a long answer but why do you think that is and um And yeah, let's start with that, man. Yeah, well, I I think that is just a, a consequence of of colonialism and the impact uh, in uh, people's psyche. You know, it, it's it's not it's not easy to deal with coloniality on an everyday basis, and mm-hmm. and according to the way uh, colonialism works in terms of the social, political, and the economic. Um, black and indigenous communities all over the continent mm-hmm. are <clears throat> historically impoverished, oppressed. So it is, uh, in some cases, uh, people unfortunately, you know, are trying to uh, escape from that reality as much Absolutely. as possible because at a social level, it is not, uh, it's almost like a, 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 a an attempt to improve their social conditions and so on Absolutely. but i mean it's it's very it's very it's very um, damaging and, and it's very sad just to, to see that but you yeah. know that's the reality of of uh, of uh, colonialism in in the american continent you know yeah yeah no doubt and to this day we live it like i can see i, I yeah. still see the little kids you know they're still living it you know there's still the 
the old um, African insults, you know, and like the darker you are, the more you get picked on and you get, you know, yeah. and, they, and they roast you and all that. And so, and then, so that's, that's, that is one of the reasons why people want to get away from their Africanness, you know, as much as possible, just to fit in with, with the, you know, with the society and all. But I want to, I want to talk about this because, you know, I had the opportunity to check out, you know, your doc, one of your documentaries, you know, Nana Dijo. Yeah. Obviously, I yeah. saw it with you, man, when you presented it in, in Cuba. That was really dope, man. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, but I, I watched it again, man, because it's online. So I definitely recommend it to yeah. the listeners, man. If you get time, check it out. Boca Floja, Nana Dijo. It's a, it's, a, it's a documentary. It's on YouTube. So definitely check that out. But there's a part in the documentary, man, where, where there's, a, there's, a, there's a little girl, man, the cutest little girl, and she's sitting next to her grandmother, you know, and she... And she yeah. And her grandmother is, is a person that is clearly black to me, at least, you know, she's clearly, you know, of African yeah, yeah, descent. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and this little girl tells her grandma, grandma, you, you have some, you know, there's some black people in your family, right? And she's like, no. She's like, well, yeah, maybe my grandmother, but not really. You know, and that's, that's yeah, such yeah. A, a perfect, the perfect example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, tell yeah, me a little no. bit about that, man. How, how was it? How was it shooting that? And, you know, how did you feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, uh, one of the premises of the documentary was just just that, like not trying to impose mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. a, a specific narrative or like specific agenda when it comes to my understanding of race politics. I didn't want to impose that, so I was letting uh, the space itself uh, kind of like you know, uh, create its own narrative and people just manifesting their their beliefs when it comes to those dynamics. And it, it was like, you know, quite shocking for, for a lot of us just to to see how, how uh, um, colonialism operates again to the point that, you know, it doesn't make uh, a lot of sense. You know, as you mentioned, like socially that women, of course, <clears throat> lives racism mm -hmm. on an everyday mm -hmm. basis because socially uh the social perception of her subjectivity is absolutely black there's there's no way to detach that but even then like she is like uh making an effort to disconnect to from that away, reality yeah. Yeah. as much as possible you know mm -hmm. and, that, and and that's 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 the, the very unfortunate power of colonialism today yeah. you know in the, in the society that we live today absolutely man and that's why i feel like you know i feel like you know it, it is very important like like you know I, i'm gonna refer to cuba you know because being afro-cuban that's the most i have but like i feel like we're missing a lot of political education you know and having things in context you know a lot of brothers that speak up against a lot of brothers and sisters that speak up against racism for example in cuba a lot of times, you know, that they're misled a lot of times when they leave the country, when they go to the United States or other places, because they don't necessarily have the, the political education, right? So, so they're, a lot of times they're protesting against, um, say, their government in Cuba, for example, which, which they have problems with being a black person in Cuba. And, um, and when they come to the United States, I see them using words like, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a free, I'm finally in a free country, you know, and things like that. And they're totally, you know, they're totally de disconnected from the reality, you know. So um, I feel like 
that's something that that's you know the 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 anti-Africanness that we live uh, throughout um, America, you know, primarily Latin America, but also goes to to North America. It's something that's um, that's that's everywhere. But I feel like one of the things that could help us, you know, uh, get back to to really identify as as you know people of African descent would be that political education, you know. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about that? And how do you think we could go about that, man? No, I mean, I, I agree. I think the goal, the ultimate goal is is a, uh, to elaborate a, a political agenda based on, on new political imaginaries in mm. which, of course, race and class are, are fundamental pi uh, pillars when it comes to those processes in order to, mm -hmm. you know, trying to uh, push anti-colonial um, agendas that uh, obviously uh, will have to deal with the issue of of, uh, of blackness uh, mm -hmm. as as a not blackness not as as um, as a conflict but blackness as a political possibility you know blackness yes. as as a, a political uh, movement, blackness as, as a series of experiences that are very different within one another, but um, could potentially uh, uh, become cohesive when it comes to uh, creating <clears throat> initiatives, political initiatives, you know, for, for our people. So I think in, in one way or the other, there are political movements focus on that in pretty much every country in, in yeah. the Americas. But of course, the level of of uh, power imbalance, the mm -hmm. the 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 possibility of of uh, gaining certain power within the systemic structure depends on 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 you know different conditions of each country. So. There's a lot of work to do still, you know? No doubt. no doubt. I agree, man. I agree. Let me ask you this, man. Um, did you see recently, uh, you know, Francia Marquez over in, in, yeah. in, in Colombia, you know, that, you know, she, yeah, be she became, the, yeah, she became vice president. And um, I thought that was really dope. I had been following Francia Marquez for a while. You know, I really admire her work. And, and um, you know, the first speech I saw of Francia Marquez, I mean, it wasn't really a speech. She was she was just speaking. You know, she was talking. I guess it was some kind of an interview, and it was before she 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 was um it was way before she was running for for vice president. But she was speaking on how, you know, she was she was saying that she she didn't identify as Latino and that she thought that you know us identifying as Latino was um, accepting what the what the what the colonialists you know what the enslavers did yeah. to us you know did you see that did you see that interview she was she was no, speaking I didn't, I didn't it was it was really it was really deep and it was dope and so she was she was saying that and she was talking how you know we're afro we're afro descendants you know that's what we are and uh you know we we, we need to identify as such i thought i thought it was really dope um i saw her i saw her you know i, I followed her through her through you know through her campaign a little bit and i hope i hope she she keeps it all up because tell you the truth, I don't, I don't really, 
I don't I don't trust politicians, man. So I'm afraid that, you know, now that she's actually a vice president, I'm, I'm scared that she she will drop some of her, you know, some of her ideas and convictions. What, what do you think? How do you feel about that, man? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I do. I do believe that, um, you know, it, it, it's it's all about the the political agenda and 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 uh, what's the political background and mm -hmm. and how rooted uh, those yeah. those figures are actually you know really connected with with the community and so on. In her case, I mean, it, to me at least, it, it seems that um, it's going to be more like a, a center left type of, of, of government, you, think you know, so? but yeah, I, I think mm. so. I think mm. it's going to be more like center left. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, probably that's not the most uh, yeah. um, revolutionary uh, idea that we can imagine when it comes to social transformation. But right. we have to remember that Colombia is coming from like the, the, the nastiest, uh, far right, Mm, uh, mm, mm. super like right-wing uh, governments for, yeah, for years and years. I think this is going to be like the first time like yeah. something uh, different is going to be in positions of power, you know, and, and yeah. you know, when it comes to the, 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 the black political organizations in Colombia, they've been working hard for several years, you know, Absolutely. And especially like in the Pacific area. So it's not like she's not gonna have like uh, a, 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 a serious uh, group of people uh, holding her accountable when it comes to uh, her, her, her practices, you know? Right. But also, as, as you were saying, you know, especially when we see the example of, of the United States, when we're thinking about the politics of representation of having like yeah. black political figures in positions of power, happens to be, uh, you know, also a, a, an illusion of, yeah. of, of liberalism, you know, we, we, placing of black figures is not high necessarily places. Yeah, yeah. anything, you know? I agree. We've seen that with Obama, we've I seen agree. that yeah. with Condoleezza Rice, we've seen that yeah. with Colin Powell, Absolutely. and with, with a bunch of, of black celebrities that in a way are just embracing uh, black capitalism, you know, and, and at the end of the day, that's that's counterproductive towards our, our, our people, you know? I agree, man, 100%. I think that's an important point right there, you know, because a lot of people get caught up in representation. And I think it's important, but re representation is important. Yeah. But I feel like more so to the youth, you know, that's how I feel, more so to the youth. But people like us, we need to, you know, at, at some point, we need to understand that, you know, representation is not necessarily, sometimes we get hit with the okie doke, as they say, you know, make us think that, that there's progress going on, you know, just because there's somebody that looks like us. And that's not that's not necessarily what's you know what's happening. So yeah, yeah. honestly, it's in some cases it can be counterproductive because historically it seems to function as as a pacifier. You know, I mm -hmm. think that the, the best example is what happened with with Obama. You know, before mm -hmm. Obama got elected, uh, the black community in the U.S. was showing. Uh, 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 the, the urgency to 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 go out and organize politically yeah, you know yeah. because it, it was just too much you know yeah 
and, uh, and the fact that Obama was placed in a position of power made them believe in a way that uh, the struggle was over, like the, 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 the fight for for the fight was resolved. There's no, no more need for, for, for any type of organizing because now we have one of us oh, in God. charge. And, and that was like a way to depoliticize the black community in the US. Absolutely. You know? I, I was out there when he got elected the first time I was in college, man. And you know, I, I was a little, I was young. So I was, I was with it, man. I was 100%. I couldn't vote because I wasn't American, but if I could have, I would have voted Obama for sure. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I was, I was younger and I was 100% with it. And I, and like you said, like I saw, I saw older people, I saw all types of people crying, feeling like, yo, this is it. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, um, Unfortunately, you know, I think that's part of what, I, what we were talking about earlier, people not having necessarily the political education and understanding. But, you know, um, I hear, I don't know, I don't know personally, but I've heard that a lot of brothers and sisters are the same way right now. I'm not comparing um, Francia to, to Barack Obama, but I'm saying a lot of brothers and sisters are right now the same way about Francia. Like they really believe, they really believe and trust in her and, and hope that, you know, things are going to get better. But that's also because of what you're saying. Like, they've been going through it. Brothers and sisters in, in Colombia have really been going through it over the years. So they-, they Yeah, feel- yeah. And, and, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I think at least we know that, you know, her, the, 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 the background of Francia, if you compare it with, the, the, with Obama's background, are like- Obviously. Million, Nothing. Million yeah, yeah. You can't compare. Support, you know, Francia so, is yeah. actually, yeah. Francia is actually an organizer and activist in the community with the people, uh, and she's not. She's not. She. Uh, well, at at the um, at the start of it all, she wasn't. She was never a politician. You know, she was actually, you know, in the trenches. You know, versus you know, Barack yeah. is, is very is extremely different. But yeah, I just you know, it's just an we'll interesting. We'll see. We'll see. But I I think you know it's. It, it, we have we have to we have to celebrate it for what it is right now, you know. Absolutely, and, and, absolutely. And you know, we'll see. Yeah, we yeah. just have to be always critical, you know. No Doesn't doubt, matter yeah. what, you know. Just keep that level of critical analysis like always sharp. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you for sure, man. And you know, I feel like, you know, one thing that's interesting. I feel like uh, the more I, the more I travel and the more I study, the more I learn. I feel like you know our struggle is really connected you know I, I really see it the more the more I learn the more I read it you know what I'm saying because you know at some point that's 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 what these systems want us to believe that we're all so isolated and that and that our cases are so apart from each other and so different that we have nothing to do with one another you know from country to country or from continent to continent and really when when we really start getting into it we see the similarities of the struggle and I think that's that's an important point you know and same way, same thing, you know, a little bit going back to political education and, and understanding. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt, man. So listen, man, uh, on a little lighter note, man, I see, yeah. I see, I see, I see you rocking your, um, your Warriors jersey over there, man. Yeah, of course, I got my, my, my uh, Juan Toscano Anderson jersey. Man. Yes, sir. They got, they got the chip, man. That you a Warriors yeah. fan, you a Warriors fan? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, cause I lived in the Bay for for like uh, for like one year, so it was a time where when um, Curry was was his uh, rookie year, so it was easy to get like 
affordable tickets. Mm -hmm. So I became uh, more more connected with the Warriors. But very recently, when Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, this guy from from Oakland, made it to the team, um, it became really special. You know, he's a, he's yeah. a black Mexican brother, no doubt. and uh, he's like 100% hard. Yeah. Super good player. Yeah, he's a baller. Uh, also, you know, it's, it's uh, he has a beautiful story, you know. So I I, I was following like every game. So uh -huh. yeah, no doubt, man. My my JTA jersey tonight. Mm -hmm. For sure, man. Yeah, much respect to, to the brother Juan Toscano Anderson and to the whole Warriors, man. It was it was yeah, amazing, absolutely. man. I loved I loved watching them. I, you know, I'm a New York Knicks fan, man. So you know, I've been struggling, but uh. <laughs> But I've been struggling for, for decades. Yeah, yeah, I've been struggling for decades, man. Last time I was happy was when, when we, no, no, well, we had some good years with, with, with Melo. You know, we had some good years with Melo. But last time I was really happy was when we made the finals against the Spurs yeah. in 99. I was a little boy. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no doubt, man. But listen, I really enjoyed, I though. I really, I, I really enjoyed the Warriors, man, watching them grow. And develop as a squad, you know, not just trading for a better player or whatever. Just, just uh, you know, Steph yeah. and and Draymond and and Clay. Um, I love how they've developed, man. And just them being able to bounce back from injury, you know, and, and winning another chip. I thought that was really special and it was dope, man. You know, so, so salute to those guys, man. Uh, I I agree. This it's a solid team. You know? mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy they they got the the championship. You know, they deserve. Um, you know, I'm 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 just uh, concerned about next season. You know, I know yeah. it's, it's right now. It's just time to you know enjoy the championship and so on. But you know, a lot of players are leaving. So yeah. uh, let's see how it is. You know, it's it's also like. A business at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, it NBA is. It is one hundred percent. But it, I think it was beautiful. It was beautiful, you know, to see them win. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a shame that you know Gary Payton the second is leaving, man, because he was a great addition to the squad, man. I love him. He's a great him. player, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. So Gary Payton is out. Juan Toscano just with the Lakers. Oh, he he signed with the Lakers. Uh, so, okay, you know. Yeah, he signed with the Lakers. Uh, yeah. He signed with uh, with Portland. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, Bielica, the the European player, yeah. is uh, is going back to Italy. So yeah, yeah there's a, there's a few changes, you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 I didn't we'll follow see. that one. And uh, Porter, Otto Porter, is uh, going. Yeah, he's out too. So you oh. know, it's. It's gonna be quite challenging, but uh, we'll see. You know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They might get some some good pickups, man. A lot of things are gonna move around. You see KD now. You see the whole thing with KD. Yeah. He's moving. Uh, you know. So. Yeah, we'll... I've, I've been following. I don't know what's gonna happen, but he he he's asking to go to the Suns, right? Yeah, he wants to go to the Suns or Miami. Those are his main picks. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it's it's crazy. He left the the Warriors, and it was not possible. So you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's see how it goes. We'll see, man. We'll see. But anyways, yeah, man. Before we wrap it up, man, and I want to thank you for your time, brother. But before we wrap it up, man, I like to do this thing here at at, yeah, at Vital absolutely. Hoops. I like to do this thing. It's called I recommend. You know, I feel like 
one of the things that we've gotten away from a little bit, you know, in our society is unfortunately is reading books, you know, and I feel like it's very important. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, just, you know, they'll, they'll listen to a five, five second, 10, 15 second clip on, on YouTube or, or on, on IG or something. And they feel like they know something, but they won't, they won't do the knowledge. You know what I mean? So I feel like we need to get back to reading a little bit. So what I like to do is recommend a, a, just, yeah. a, just a good book, man, a good book that you would like to recommend. You know, it doesn't have to be about, you know, necessarily have to be about what we spoke on, but just something that can help, you know, inspire and empower the people, man. All right, so I, I wanna I wanna uh, recommend a classic book that um, you know I, I I think everybody should should have it in hand, and for for those uh, that haven't got the opportunity to check it out, please please do so. It is uh, Soledad Brother by George Jackson. I think oh, it's, yeah, it's one yeah. of the the most uh, inspiring and powerful books I ever read in my life. And it really like touched me deeply in several aspects of my life, you know, and because it's very, very personal, very intimate, mm -hmm. very, very emotional book. Mm -hmm. But in a way, you know, it's narrating the whole um, experience of being a, a black man imprisoned unjustly. Yeah. And and the way he politicized himself within jail, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's it is a beautiful process, beautiful story, based, you know, in, in the life of uh, George Jackson and you know with uh, uh, Angela Davis in there as well as, as oh, one yeah. of the, the 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 characters in in the not a character as in uh, fiction, you know, but like one right, of, right, right, yeah, one yeah. of the yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it is really powerful. No doubt, man. We're gonna we're gonna have that. Uh, we're gonna put down all those names in the in the description, man. I wanna um I wanna recommend today. I wanna recommend um, a history of Pan African revolts, man, by C. L. R. James. I have it. This one right. This copy right here is in French, man. I actually have it in French, but it's oh, a right. great book, man. It's a great yeah. book by C. L. R. James. Um, I think it's important for us to know, like I was saying, kind of the the connection, you know, the connections between all the struggles and how we, you know, how uh, how we need to come together. And so I think that's a, that's a great one. But listen, Absolutely. man. Um, before we we go, man, I just want you to, you know, um, share with share with the with the listeners a little bit, you know, your your social media, your websites, all of that, where they can find you, and anything, any any new projects that you're working on. Um, I think. Um, uh, your your latest video, man, I saw it. It was dope. I think it's Pyrotechnia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my latest. Yeah. Yeah, that's really dope, man. I checked it out, and and once again, I see you. you um, you directed it, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love I love your um, I love your work, brother. It's really dope. Yeah, I appreciate and, it, brother. Thank you. And you recognize it right away, man. So so um so definitely check it out, man. Check out Boca's um. On YouTube, Thank but but uh, yeah, 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 no doubt. Also, you're also the 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 track you did with um with Sal Rock, man. I'm a real, I'm I'm a big time Sal Rock fan, man. I love her as an MC, so so I thought that was a dope yeah, one too, yeah. man. And Veronica Ruiz, so that was yeah, dope. Yeah, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh that track came out like a year and a half or so, uh -huh. and uh, very happy because I'm also a I'm I'm a fan of Sal Rock, and I'm also. No a friend of hers and uh you know it's 
it came out very organically. You know, we just toured in, in Mexico, like three three cities uh, mm -hmm. together, like having this uh, little concept together. So um, apparently we're gonna replicate it in some cities in the US. That's so uh, yeah, it's, it, it's so love, you know, even, even when, you know, we're not speaking the same language, you know, we, we are pushing like similar, no similar messages, similar yeah, agenda, yeah. similar interests. That's so, what it's about. That's so what hip hop, man. That's what hip hop is about, man. We don't have to speak the same language. We understand each other. You know yeah. what I mean? But yo, we, we need to get, we need to get Sarah out to Cuba, man. Have a rock yeah, out there, I, man. I was actually telling her she's, that would be she's more than down. She, yeah, she's super down, man. I, we yeah. had a conversation about that. So. That would be amazing. She's super, super down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. No doubt, man. No doubt. So listen, yeah, please share with the with the with the listeners a little bit where they can get in touch with you, where they can check you out, social media, websites, all that. And we're gonna yeah. write all that down in the description anyway. But go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. Just just search for uh Boca Floja, one one word all together, and search for the uh verified profiles in uh in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm in all music platforms and on YouTube as well. So uh you know just check me out i, I have a, bu a bunch of material out there no doubt man no doubt boca man thank you very much my brother for for joining the vital hoops podcast man uh so i love brother thank you so much for having me and uh and hope to see you soon either in in france or in cuba or in the u.s or Mexico. no doubt no doubt we we gotta link up we, we still gotta work on that track together too man we yeah, gotta make I'm, it happen. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for you. Just, no doubt. Just email me something. I got we'll, you. We'll go, we'll go from there. I got you, my brother. Much love and respect, man. All right, family. Take Peace. care. Peace. Thank you, man. Peace. 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 All right. All right. All right. It's a wrap. Vital Hoops podcast, episode number ten, featuring Boca Floja. Um, listen. Um, thank you to all the listeners. And thank you to all who have contributed. You can definitely get in touch with us. Vital Hoops Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out at Vital Hoops Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, at Vital Hoops Pod on Twitter. Uh, make sure you listen, you watch. You can watch on YouTube. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can listen on Spotify. Uh, make sure you share it, please. Share the podcast. Uh, that's how you can really help. Um, and make sure you check out the brother Boca Floja. He's got a lot going on, man. Check out his, his definitely check out his YouTube for his videos, his documentaries. And um, check out his websites. He got some dope merch over there too. Definitely support independent brothers doing it, doing the doing it for the culture. Be before I go, I want to give a quick shout out to my brother DJ Ale Representa. Uh, my brother Alexei, man, he's a uh, uh, I met Boca Floja through him. He's my brother. He's 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 uh he's our DJ at Guerrilla Republic Cuba. Um, he's I've been working with him in Cuba for for many years. I'm one of the dopest DJs uh, in Cuban hip hop. And so shout out to DJ Ali, and uh, shout out to Guerrilla Republic, all the brothers at Guerrilla Republic Cuba and Guerrilla Republic worldwide. Man. Much respect, um, right here. 1794 check it out only the realists feel this so um this is it like i said episode number 10 we got a lot a lot of dope things coming up 
we're gonna get specific into into certain things real soon you know for episode 11 matter of fact um and uh we're gonna keep building man that's it thank you very much um bottle hoops is for the culture we out peace